I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Alright, you guys ready for chapter 15? Yes. Okay, I know last time there was a lot of reading. If we remember correctly, Absalom came back because Joab could see that David was upset because he wanted to see his son. So Absalom came back. Well, David made it so Absalom could come back. Absalom did come back. David didn't discipline anybody for any of the wrong they had done. Absalom wanted to see David. David wouldn't allow that. So Absalom tried to get a hold of of Joab. Joab wouldn't come. The field was burnt. The field was burnt. And then finally David talked to Absalom, right? But he still didn't set him straight. So we're going to continue with the turmoil in David's family in chapter 15. In the course of time, Absalom provided himself with a chariot and horses and with fifty men to run ahead of him. He would get up early and stand by the side of the road leading to the city gate. Whenever anyone came with a complaint to be placed before the king for a decision, Absalom would call out to him, What town are you from? He would answer, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, Look, your claims are valid and proper, but there is no representative of the king to hear you. And Absalom would add, If only I were appointed judge in the land, then everyone who has a complaint or case could come to me, and I would see that he gets justice. Also, whenever anyone approached him to bow down before him, Absalom would reach out his hand, take hold of him, and kiss him. Absalom behaved in this way toward all the Israelites who came to the king asking for justice, and so he stole the hearts of the men of Israel. At the end of four years, Absalom said to the king, Let me go to Hebron and fulfill a vow I made to the Lord. While your servant was living at Geshur in Aram, I made this vow. If the Lord takes me back to Jerusalem, I will worship the Lord in Hebron. The king said to him, King David, Go in peace. So he went to Hebron. Then Absalom sent secret messengers throughout the tribes of Israel to say, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpets, then say, Absalom is king in Hebron. Two hundred men from Jerusalem had accompanied Absalom. They had been invited as guests and went quite innocently, knowing nothing about the matter. While Absalom was offering sacrifices, he also sent for Ahithophel, 
Ahithophel. The guilt. Uh, it's a tough one. Ahithophel. 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 Trey, how do you think Ahithophel is spelt? Spelling me time. Ahithophel. A. You know, you can just tell me when I get the first I think I letter wrong. Hold on, you're, just keep going. Go with your gut. Ahi is how far you are. Ahithophel. T H A P H E L. That was really, really close. That was a good effort. Okay, Brock, you want to try and give Ahithophel? I think it was A H E. T-H-O-P-H-A-L. You know what I like about both you guys? Um, I think I got it now. <sighs> okay. A-H-I-T-H-O-P-H-E-L. A-H-I-T-H-O-P-H-E-L. You add, that was one letter off. You added an extra E, so it is A- H-I-T-H-O-P-H-E-L. Oh you, you both knew it was a P-H and not an F. That's very impressive. I got two letters wrong. And also, you were both dealing with my subpar pronunciation. So good job. He sent for him, the Gilanite, David's counselor, to come from Gilo, his hometown, and so the conspiracy gained strength, and Absalom's following kept on increasing. So you can kind of see what Absalom did. He's out against David. He lied to King David, right? Because he said he was going to go back to Hebron to praise the Lord. But really, he's going back to set up a revolt to call himself king of Hebron. Even though if Hebron is in Israel, who's the king of Hebron? David. David. It's David's kingdom. So Absalom is challenging his father's kingship and he before he challenged it though he went to the city and noticed he was talking to everybody and and making them feel good and saying all the right things and trying to make a lot of friends first right but he wasn't really fighting for justice he didn't really care about the well-being of those people he just wanted them to like him Yes, almost in a sense, even though there's no voting going on, he almost was trying to win their vote. Does that make sense? Yeah, like the election. That's right, because he didn't have a TV or a radio to do political commercials on. So he stood at the city gate, which would have been a very busy place in Jerusalem, and he just talked to everybody who went by, and he was kind to them. Those are good things, to be social with people and to talk to them. But it's always important to search a man's heart if you can, or a woman's. Um, why? Why do they? Why are they being nice? Are they being nice for selfish motivations, which Absalom was? So he is trying to conspire against his father's kingdom. We'll continue on here. A messenger came and told David, "The hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom." That's not good. 
Then David said to all his officials who were with him in Jerusalem, Come, we must flee, or none of us will escape from Absalom. We must leave immediately, or he will move quickly to overtake us and bring ruin upon us and put the city to the sword. The king's officials answered him, Your servants are ready to do whatever our lord the king chooses. You know what's really, what is one good thing about an election? What? Like we elect our leader, right? Yeah, and we don't have to fight for it. Correct. Yeah, that's right. We elect our leaders. When David's the king, who can threaten, really, like what does he have to worry about? Really nothing, right? When you're the king, you're the king. Just a threat to like the nation and like a challenge for battle when it comes to like against another country. That would be the only person really who who you would see that could overthrow you would be another country, right? But so see David as king, if you weren't a good king, you didn't really have to pay attention to your people because you were king. They weren't going to be overthrow you. They were not going to be able to overthrow you. You were the king. Obviously, I don't agree with what Absalom was doing, trying to manipulate people. But at the same time, maybe David should have had his boots on the ground and been talking to people as well. Maybe David should have taken an interest in the people that were coming through the city gate. You know, maybe he should have watched what was going on in his kingdom, inquired of the Lord, put some trusted people in place to make sure that a conspiracy is not starting up against him. I don't know what David's doing here, and he may have been working hard for all I know. My point is this, when you're in a position of leadership, protect it by serving the people who you're leader, you are a leader over. Don't protect, don't sit on your position and not remember that why you're, you're here to lead these people. As you tell me, when you're in charge of like, let's say your parents are gone and you're with your brother and sister maybe younger. You're not supposed to just boss your brother and sister around. And, but you should serve them and make them feel good. That's right. Thank you, Trey, for saying that. That's, you remember that well, that when you're appointed the leader over even just a person or two, you're not appointed leader so that way you can control them. You're appointed their leader so that you can serve them. And that's a great example. That's like a mother or father of the children. We're not your mother and father so that way we can exercise power over you. We're your mother and father and we're leaders, me and mom are over you kids, to serve you. Right? And mm-hmm. and that's exactly it, Trey. And that's what David probably should have been doing. And maybe he was, but the, the word makes no mention of it. So I just always remember how important that is when you're in a position of leadership on a sports team, in a classroom, in your household, over one person or over a hundred people. It's very important that you remember that you were appointed leader so that you could serve those people not exercise power over them. Thank you, Trey, for that story.
The king's officials answered him, Your servants are ready to do whatever our lord the king chooses. The king set out with his entire household following him, but he left ten concubines to take care of the palace. So the king set out with all the people following him, and they halted at a place some distance away. All his men marched past him, along with all the Carathites and Pelathites and all six hundred Gittites who had accompanied him from Gath marched before the king. I just want to say, you know, David is making decisions, and again, perhaps he was inquiring of the Lord. But do you remember when he was a young man, the word always said that he inquired of the Lord? So the word seemed pretty consistent that when David made these big decisions, it pointed out when he inquired of the Lord. And in this case, he's not inquiring of the Lord. He's just kind of making his own decisions in life. Probably a side effect of being a powerful king. He feels like he's the god of his own life and he's going to do what he wants to do or thinks is best. In humility, it would be good for him to have a a better a relationship with the father where he continues to inquire of him and b a staff of people. Any leader should have a group of people surrounding him that he or she trusts to help guide their decision making. It's just smart. It's just taking advice. It doesn't mean that every opinion is right or wrong. It doesn't mean you have to go with it. But don't ever be too proud to give, or I mean to ask another person for their advice. You'll know if it's bad advice. And then ask the Spirit to help you. Always inquire of the Lord. And He'll help you. The king said to Ittai the Gittite, why should you come along with us? Go back and stay with King Absalom. You are a foreigner, an exile from your homeland. You came only yesterday. And today, shall I make you wander about with us, when I do not know where I am going? Go back and take your countrymen. May kindness and faithfulness be with you. But Ittai replied to the king, As surely as the Lord lives and as my lord the king lives, Wherever my lord the king may be, whether it means life or death, there will your servant be. David said to Ittai, Go ahead, march on. So Ittai the Gittite marched on with all his men and the families that were with him. The whole countryside wept aloud as all the people passed by. The king also crossed the Kidron Valley, and all the people moved on towards the desert. And we will, that is the end of uh, verse 23. We're going to bookmark it there for tonight. This is obviously not a good thing, right? David's kind of giving up his throne. David recognizes that Absalom has the support of the people. But he didn't inquire about God about what's the best thing to do about that. God didn't anoint Absalom king. God anointed David king. God may have had a different plan. Ittai, the, the, the Gittite, that, he has admiration and reckless abandon for David, and that's how David should have been with the Lord. Because he's already, remember when he was young? He's afraid of Absalom? Are you kidding me? He killed Goliath. What did David do to something, what, what tried to attack David's sheep? A lion and a bear. A lion and a bear. What did David do to the lion and the bear? He slaughtered them to pieces. That's right. That's right, Brock. That's right, Trey. 
he cut off Goliath's head. Remember, the rock sunk in to his forehead. And he's, he's like nine feet tall. Think of all the battles David has won. And he's afraid of Absalom? Because Absalom was not even anything compared to Goliath or the uh, lion and bear. No. He, he was, it was time for him to turn his heart back to the Lord and inquire of the Lord. We'll see how David does and what happens with this increasing turmoil in his kingdom. But it's not good. And I truly do believe that if he would turn back to the Lord in humility, that the Lord would heal his land. All right, boys. That's it for tonight. I love you. I love you, too. You guys are good kids. <laughs>